You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. Do you get attached too quickly in a relationship and sometimes realize you don't even like the person, but somehow it turned into a three-year relationship? Well, today I'm going to talk to you about premature attachment. And if you've never really been in a healthy relationship before, you may not even know what real love actually feels like. Now, if you're not careful, you can end up in a 20-year marriage with the wrong person, wake up one day and think, why did I stay so long? So in this episode, I'm really going to break down why some people develop premature attachment, three telling signs that you might be attached and not actually in love. Plus, at the end, I'm going to guide you through a powerful exercise that we're going to do together to determine whether you should stay in a relationship or not. Lots of juicy stuff right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. I think I'm speaking to my anxiously attached folks today, and that's okay. We're going to help you unpack exactly what's going on with all of this premature attachment stuff. And maybe you didn't even know that there was a name for it. So (laughs) my throat's a little bit dry right now. Um, I just batched out like four or five episodes all at once. Pam, my manager, has been really awesome at helping me bang out these episodes in a timely fashion. And it's just really great having a team who's got your back. But of course, I'm going to need a swig of water for this one. (laughs) Hope you're all doing well. Hope you've been enjoying these last few weeks of summer if you're listening to this as it's just coming out. We are nearing getting through August and about to go through that transition back to work, back to school, or maybe you play all year round, even better. (laughs) Now with the summer, I feel like it's kind of easy to fall into these summer flings. I was chatting with one of my students recently. Now, the interesting thing is when she first joined my program, she was actually engaged and had been with this guy for quite a while. She came in thinking that she was the problem and wanting to heal herself to really save the relationship. I had heard some things about this guy and I was like, eh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I didn't really want to say anything because I didn't know much yet. But I had this sneaking suspicion, as I usually do, that maybe the problem wasn't her. <laughs> and, you know, we had kind of talked about things throughout the months And honestly, I wasn't that surprised to find out later on that she called off the engagement because she realized, wow, it's not me. (laughs) You know, the way that I teach things, you can never escape from the truth. (laughs) And whatever the reality is, is going to come through eventually when you do the inner child work. Because we were able to help her realize that maybe this guy that you've been really attached to hasn't been treating you that great all along. And it was this, you know, mind blown moment. And as soon as she made that decision, 
yes, there was some grief, obviously, from letting go of a long-term relationship, but also it was just this relief, relief that it finally made sense, relief that all of that gaslighting she endured was validated, relief that she wasn't crazy for things that actually were really, really not normal in that relationship, and that she's free. And last time I checked, she actually has started dating again, using some of the frameworks and the tools and strategies that we provide. But one of the things she had said to me that I think is really, really relevant to this story is that she was so surprised at how long she held on to that relationship. They almost got married. In fact, when I first met her, they were already picking out locations and dates. Like it was so close to happening. And if she hadn't made that connection, if she hadn't done the inner child work, she could have just been trapped in that marriage for years. And that's not an uncommon thing. There are a lot of people, even people that I've spoken to on Instagram through the DMs, who have realized through the inner child work that they're married to the wrong person. And I just want to validate you in that you still have a choice. All right, doesn't matter how long you've been with someone, you still have a choice. All right, just because something is harder doesn't mean it's impossible. And there are always options, some options. It might take longer for some people than others due to varying life circumstances, finances, etc. But there is always a way. And number two is that it's not your fault for not seeing. Because when we're in it, We're not really aware of what's going on because everything that's not normal just becomes so normalized in our experiences because that's all you know, right? We become blinded to what's really happening. We become numb to the pain as well. And sometimes this can happen with something called premature attachment. The name kind of speaks for itself, right? You get you attached prematurely. (laughs) Now, this is actually a trauma response. So You can go back to all the stuff we've spoken about on this podcast around children needing to survive when they're little. And children need adults in order to survive, right? Like babies and young kids, they can't feed themselves. They can't dress themselves. We literally need adults to live. And in some cases, it's an evolutionary advantage to kick your attachment system into overdrive and just latch on to that adult, right? Latch on to that person. And this would fall under the fawn response. So, you know, we've got the fight, flight, flee, and also the fawn response, which is otherwise known as the people pleaser response. And it's because sometimes it was actually in your benefit. Sometimes it actually benefited you to be a people pleaser. They benefited you to prematurely attach. And I hope this is relief for you to hear because there's a lot of self-shaming around people-pleasing, right? Of, oh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I disregarded my boundaries. But no, it's because at some point in your life, you needed to do that, right? Think about a child growing up in an abusive home. If you go out on the streets, you're going to die, right? If you leave, there's nowhere for you to go. And in order for you to survive, you had to learn to walk on eggshells, to try to keep mom and dad as happy as possible, to try to look out for signs when mom and dad might be reaching for the bottle, or maybe latching onto your parents, getting really, really attached to your parents because they're the ones looking out for you, 
right? You had to do that to survive. And I just want you to honor that part of you. I want you to forgive that part of you and to see that your brain and your body did what it had to do to keep you alive. And it was successful. And now that you're an adult and you're out of that situation, you're simply just learning to unlearn that mechanism because you don't need to do that anymore. When you were a child, it wasn't safe to set boundaries because I knew that if I tried to set boundaries, it would mean that I was going to get hit or I was going to get beaten, right? So it wasn't safe for us to set boundaries at that time, but it is now, right? Now as an adult, you have power, you have your own money, you can make your own choices, and usually that's where the healing starts. So anyway... That is premature attachment, right? Getting attached too quickly as a mechanism of the fun trauma response because that's what you learned that you had to do. So let's talk about three signs that you might be attached versus being actually in love. The first sign is that if you had just met this person, you wouldn't like them even as a friend. And if you can't even like someone or respect them on the level as a human being or as a friend, then why are you with them romantically, right? It means that you have an attachment to this person and you don't actually like them. So that is the first very obvious telling sign. And I've had this situation in some of my past relationships where I kind of just went with the first guy that gave me attention, right? And because we were intimate and all these things, I developed an attachment to them. And I remember one time, this is going to sound so bad, but I'm just going to be honest. I got really stoned and in my stoned haziness, I kind of looked at him across the room and I felt this feeling of like disgust come over because this person obviously didn't treat me very well, but surprisingly also didn't treat a lot of people very well. And I remember looking at him in my, you know, I was like, oh, so stoned, thinking like, I wouldn't even want to be your friend, right? That voice came through to me. And I think it was probably the marijuana spirit speaking to me through the weed, almost like giving me a sign, right? And I should have listened to the sign back then of, you know, it was just so clear to me that, I didn't even like or respect this person, yet I was in a relationship with them. And it just came over me so suddenly. And unfortunately, this is a very common experience. And this is so closely related to sign number two, which is that your actions, the reason you're staying is because you're likely motivated by a fear of abandonment or guilt rather than the love for connection. So in other words, what it really means is you're only staying in this relationship because you don't want to be alone or that you don't think that you can do better. And if this strikes a chord in you, I would definitely check out episode number 58, how to tell if you're in a situationship, because approaching relationships from a place of scarcity will never end well. Coming from a place of lack of, I don't have enough, therefore I'm just going to settle for this or stick to this right? That is a situationship. That is not the right energy to be approaching relationships if you want to be securely attached and if you want this to be something that's healthy. And you can usually tell if the predominant emotion in the relationship. So every relationship has a host of different emotions. There's dominant emotions, which are the emotions that you experience the most and sort of the less dominant emotions. And if you kind of 
think back on how it feels to actually be with this person. What are the top three feelings that you usually experience? And if it's not joy and peace and validation connection, then we're in trouble here, right? So if fear is one of the predominant emotions that you tend to feel, it's probably a red flag for something. Staying because we feel fear or making decisions that aren't really in alignment with what we really want out of fear means that we're still operating from survival, right? Like I described the kind of child that grew up in a home where they needed to do what their parent wanted in order to survive. You are actually repeating that same exact dynamic in your relationship and will probably likely signify that this is not a healthy relationship for you. But in the call to action today, I'm going to guide you through an exercise to really help you know for sure whether or not this is right for you or not. Now, the third one that I want to touch upon is if you get confused after having sex. So I'm really not a fan of hookup culture. Maybe I'm a little bit biased. Maybe if I grew up with secure attachment, it would have been easier for me to just go out there and get my rocks off and (laughs) just come home and not feel a thing for the other person. But after being in this very, very safe relationship with Andrew, I have really started to believe that intimacy for me, at least as an individual, does feel very sacred. So again, I want to put the disclaimer that these are just my personal beliefs and it's okay if you have different beliefs. That's totally valid because these are individual feelings. There's no right or wrong about it. But it has a different meaning for me because I had the trauma or things done to my body that weren't really exactly consensual. And for me to share my body with someone who respects it, who truly knows me, knows what feels good for me, what I like, feels like a very spiritual, sacred thing and something that I want to share with one person. And as was the case for me, I had a really hard time separating my emotions from sex, right? Whether it was casual sex or with a partner. And if you have attachment issues in childhood trauma, Casual sex can actually be a form of self-harm. I think I made like a TikTok or like a reel about this last year or something talking about this. And it's because if casual sex, if that's not what you actually want, but you're only doing it because you think that's what's required of you to get someone to fall in love with you, or you think that's what you need to do, or you think that's the closest thing you can get to intimacy, then that is self-harm, don't you think? It's not self-harm in a way that you're intending to hurt yourself, but it's still putting you in harm's way because this is not what you deeply desire. Now, if you have sexual trauma, this is especially true because of the messages that you've picked up about your body. So of course, I do want to validate that if you have a hard time not getting attached after sex, That is okay, all right? It's not a flaw. It's not that something's wrong with you that you're supposed to be able to. And this applies to all genders, by the way. There's this horrible, stupid myth that men are this way and women get attached and men don't. That's BS, (laughs) okay? There are plenty of guys who also treat 
intimacy very sacredly. It's a deeply emotional experience for them. And we don't like stereotypes here. But if you do get attached after intimacy, then my call to you is to honor your body, to listen to your body, not seeing this as something wrong, but seeing this as, you know what, this is just my body and how I am, and I'm going to honor that. If my body only wants to be touched by someone that I want to have a special connection with, it's okay to say no to the people that aren't going to respect that. It's okay to say no to the people who might judge me for that because that means that they're not the right person. And it also means that you don't need to feel ashamed if you do casually sleep with someone. It does not make you used. It does not make you broken or all of these things that we like to slut shame people. Just because things have always been a certain way in the past doesn't mean it has to be in the future. And the right person won't care how many people you've been with in the past. Because the right person isn't going to judge you that way. They're going to understand, okay? I know that not everyone is going to get this, right, or understand why I'm saying this. But if you do, you know, right? You know why I'm saying this to you. So call to action for today. We talked about not liking someone as a friend. Even though you're together, we talked about being motivated by fear of abandonment or guilt. And we talked about feeling confused after having sex. So here's the exercise that I want to guide you through today. And this is such a powerful exercise on helping you figure out whether you should be in this relationship or not, whether you're truly in love or just attached. And the exercise goes like this. If you think about you and the person that you're currently with, thinking about the relationship that you're with, if your child or best friend was you in this relationship right now, would you still bless this relationship? In other words, if your child or your best friend was dating your partner and they were feeling everything that you're feeling, would you still want them to be in that relationship? Would you say, wow, like you're in an amazing relationship. I want you to stay longer. Or would you say something is wrong about this, right? That will tell you everything because it's so cloudy, when we are just thinking about ourselves, right, it can be hard to feel self-compassion if we've been gaslighted, if our needs aren't met. But when we put other people in our situations and we think, would I want my child to feel the way I do in this relationship? Or would I be happy if my best friend was in this kind of relationship? Suddenly things feel so much clearer. And if this was helpful for you, if this was an aha moment, take a screenshot of this, tag me on Instagram at ByGloriaZang. I love to hear your takeaways. And my second call to action is that I have a free workshop if you want to learn how to end the cycle of toxic love and instead create a healthy, secure, high quality relationship instead. I would love to have you join the free workshop. It comes with a free workbook. Just go to bygloriazang.com slash workshop to register. Especially if you are someone who gets attached too quickly, this workshop is going to be so, so helpful to you. I think we've had several hundred people go through this workshop already and some raving, raving reviews on some concepts that you may have never heard of before, and it's just going to blow your mind. So I'll see you at the workshop if you decide to register. Now, next week, I have a really special guest coming to this podcast. 
And it has something to do with premature attachment and anxious attachment style. So if you're looking for a really fuzzy, warm story, that's just going to fill you up. You definitely don't want to miss this. Also, I don't know if some of you know, but I have a free Facebook group where I do like secret trainings, bonus content that you can't really find anywhere else. There's a link in the show notes or you can just search for, I think it's like the inner child podcast community, something like that. And it should pop up. Anyway, love you all. See you in the next episode. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one.